Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Chaney, and this is Living Health Live with my co-host for the show and in our practice is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Chaney. Thanks for joining us today. Now, this is your show, so take advantage of this time to begin your journey to good health. November is National Diabetes Awareness Month, so for the entire month, Dr. Steph and I will provide information right from our book, Defeat Diabetes, with instructions on how to live a better, healthier life, free from all the complications caused by diabetes. And yeah, I, I just said November. It is November, um, and I'm sure some of you, like me, are trying to get used to that. Um, so if you're interested in getting a copy of our book, we're actually having a seminar, Type 2 Diabetes Solutions Seminar, this Saturday in Bowie, and we're going to actually be giving a free copy of our book away to all the Type 2 Diabetes attendees attendees at the seminar. So it's going to be in Bowie at the Comfort Inn. We're going to serve lunch. Uh, there's no, it's free, free seminar. So come out, um, check it out. You're going to get some great information. Um, you can call 888-514-4771 to register. You can also go online, diabetesreversalseminar.com. So today we're actually going to be talking about a couple of important topics in our book, Defeat Diabetes. 33 Effective Strategies to End Diabetes Before It Ends You. So we're going to go through and we're going to talk about some of these strategies that you can actually start applying today. And the first one we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about strategy 14. And strategy 14 is get rid of the pink, yellow, and pink packets. Get rid of the artificial sweeteners. So why don't we um, start by identifying these artificial sweeteners, Dr. Steph? What are they? Sure. So um, most products that are labeled diet products or um, zero, they have a zero in their name, um, probably have been artificially sweetened. And these are um, synthetic sweeteners. They're chemicals. Some of them are chlorinated sugars. So you're basically eating sweet bleach in some cases. And we we kind of cheekily titled um, this strategy chapter, um, you know, get rid of the pink, yellow, and blue packets because you see these everywhere you go in restaurants and places uh, that serve food. There's always that box of the nice colored papered packages of sweeteners. They're everywhere. And they're right? everywhere. Every, and, um, yep. Yeah. So, you know, you, you guys know all the brand names, but essentially these things are toxic chemicals. And more and more research is now coming out that is not only linking these uh, artificial sweeteners to obesity. So I just want you to simmer on the irony of that diet products causing obesity which is the opposite of what they've been named or what's inherent in the name, um, they actually, yeah, contribute to obesity. It turns out um, some studies show that people who consume artificial sweeteners actually tend to eat more. And part of the reason or the theory or the hypothesis is that when you're eating these sweeteners, you're eating extre extremely sweet foods. So you have a craving for a sweet, something sweet tasting. But you're actually not getting sugar. And so the brain has been told by the sweetness of whatever you just ate, it's about to get some fuel, but you're really not getting the fuel that's needed. And so you have this constant, um, unsatiated uh, craving that the brain has to get more glucose, to get more fuel. So you can consume all these artificial sweeteners. You're just going to end up getting more hungry, more hungry until the point you break down and end up, you know, getting a big old pizza, a pile of pasta, some something, some carb loading is going to probably take place just because of the artificial sweeteners. 
But in, in terms of its relation to diabetes, which is really what we focus on, especially for this month, which is National Diabetes um, Month, um, is that research have now shown um, pretty definitively that your likelihood of getting diabetes increases significantly with consuming these diet products. In fact, a study published in the American Journal of the Clinical of Clinical Nutrition showed, this was a few years ago, that drinking one 12-ounce diet soda per week increases your likelihood of becoming diabetic by 33%. So, what if you're already diabetic and like many of the diabetics that we see, they've been told by various people in the health industry that they should be switching to diet products to keep their sugars low. Um, most of the people that come to see us that are diabetic, they're not consuming just one 12 ounce diet soda per week. They're consuming a plethora of diet products per day. Um, you know, diet iced tea, diet soda, diet jello, diet crystal light squeezable water flavoring, diet cookies, diet bars, diet candy, diet, I mean, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? So if, if one 12 ounce diet soda per week increases your risk of becoming diabetic by 33%, you could, how is that impacting you if you're already diabetic? And, you know, you're consuming a lot of these products every single day. They're extremely toxic. One of the problems, um, which is why they have found that the risk of diabetes goes up and, and um, is, you know, because of these sweeteners, is that what happens is, um, and this has been confirmed by research, that, that the chemical sweeteners alter the balance of the bacteria in our gut. So what it does is it, it, it distorts the bacterial balance that we need to create certain nutrients, certain vitamins, certain proteins, so certain cofactors, um, certain defense um, systems as far as our immune system is concerned. What happens is these sweeteners actually end up causing the bacterial overgrowth. The bacteria that overgrows directly causes sugars to go up and impacts insulin resistance. So what we're finding is that these sweeteners mess your gut up so bad that it actually increases sugars. Wow. <laughs> and so like for our listeners, when they're, you, you mentioned um, anything that says diet or zero calorie or light, those are all buzzwords for, um, for having these artificial sweeteners in them. So when they look, when our listeners look on the label, so mm -hmm. first off, if you see that, you want to look on the on the label right. immediately. What are some of the things that they're going to look for on the label? Right. So there's some some of the brand names, obviously. So like sucralose or um, Splenda, you know, Equal. Um, but more often than not, those are the ones that are in the packets. They're the, they're sold that way. But if you're looking at ingredient labels in anything, you want to look for um, things that have aspartame, neotame, um, other other names like. A sulfame, potassium, saccharin. Um, these are all code for any of the tames. Basically, are code for an artificial sweetener. So, um, there are lots of safe sweeteners that are out there um, that are not chemically toxic um, to the body. And these are definitely things that we recommend our patients taking. Because obviously, if you're diabetic and you want to reverse your diabetes, you can't just switch back from the artificial sweeteners to piles of sugar again, right? So you just don't want to go back to that juice that has 40 grams of sugar per bottle because your sugar is going to be all jacked up because of the glucose. So, um, the, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's really hard. It's too big of a shock for someone to go from really, really sweet food to just back to drinking water, unsweet tea or, 
you know, those things taste too bitter. It's too much of an on off. So there are some sweeteners that we do recommend for people. And what are they? So um, there are some sweeteners like um, the ones we really like to recommend for patients are stevia. And a lot of people have heard of stevia. They're very familiar with it. Um, they don't always like the taste of it because it kind of has a weird metallic taste. But the actual plant itself tastes just like that, by the way. So that's, like, that's the natural inherent flavor of stevia. There's another one that is similar in sweetness. So stevia along with something called monk fruit or low-hand fruit extract, um, which is also another um, extract that's a natural sweetener. They're both about 100 times sweeter than sugar, so you do not need a lot. A little mm -hmm. goes a long way. Um, the, the problem you have to look out for is that if you go after trying to replace those little sugar packets with packets of stevia or packets of monk fruit, um, manufacturers... Um, like some of the large soda companies are getting on this bandwagon, right? They're, they're manufacturing sweet, sweetener packets, stevia packets. They're going to dilute or cut the stevia down or the monk fruit down with filler agents so that one teaspoon of the sweetener equals one teaspoon of sugar, right? It kind right. of, it sort of dumbs it down for us. Because we, you know, instead of thinking, oh, two drops of stevia is the same as one teaspoon, like we'll make this really easy for the public and we'll cut it all down so it's it's an easy. The problem is what they're cutting it with often is dextrose or other weird um, sugar fibers. So if you see dextrose, that's code for corn sugar. So they're cutting down our stevia with corn sugar. What you want to find if you're going to look for a sweetener um, that's been cut down that way is a stevia that has inulin, which is a fiber, um, or just nothing at all, just pure stevia. Um, and you can get that in powder or liquid form. And the same with monk fruit. They do the same thing. There are some sugar alcohols that are also relatively safe as far as like chewing gum and mints and um, maybe the odd addition to a drink here and there. I don't I wouldn't go crazy and do large baking, uh, you know, cooking items with this because we're not sure how how good it is to have large amounts of these sugar alcohols. Right. But things like erythritol or xylitol. Xylitol has been actually shown in studies to be really good for um, balancing the bacteria in our mouth and helping to legitimately prevent cavities. So you can get chewing gum that's sweetened with xylitol, um, you know, things like that, breath mints. And those are actually okay. And they will give you the sweetened taste and they won't actually spike your sugars. And they also won't be so toxic that they cause liver and, you know, brain damage and elevated, you know, kidney damage. Well, you bring up a good point because a lot of people probably don't think about their chewing gum and that having artificial flavors. And that's a very common place. But there's a, they hide it in many, many products. So you really have to read the labels. Um, so that's that's our uh, first strategy um, that we're going to go over today. Strategy number two is actually um, avoid high fructose anything. So uh, why don't you talk about what um, high fructose, you know, usually it's referred to as corn syrup. Hmm. What is that? Yeah, it, well, he, ironically, um, I get asked a lot about agave nectar. Um, as being a, like a diabetic friendly because it doesn't spike right. glucose, but it's, it, it is basically high fructose. So we tell people to avoid that as well. Um, anything high fructose. So fructose is another form of sugar. 
Um, but the problem with fructose, it, it doesn't directly cause glucose to go up. So it won't cause an immediate sugar spike like sugar will. Sugar is mostly glucose. But what it does is it causes a lot of inflammation to the system. And it actually causes fatty liver and it causes insulin resistance. And so what ends up happening is you have inflammation and um, elevated sugars on the back end, kind of downstream, because it, it contributes to insulin resistance and fatty liver. And so... Um, You'll end up, instead of storing the fructose as sugar, you'll end up converting it into fat. And so you'll have fat deposits. So basically, um, and again, we're going to be talking about this in one of our upcoming episodes. Well, the, the next couple episodes, we're going to talk a lot about genetically modified non-organic. A lot of foods right now are manufactured with high fructose corn syrup, mainly high fructose corn. Um, and the problem with the, the introduction of these high fructose sweeteners is since they've been introduced since the 70s and 80s, along with the herbicides that they've been produced with, we've seen massive exponential growth in chronic disease like diabetes cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, and obesity. Um, and part of it is because of the fructose itself, and part of it is the, the actual um, herbicides. So we'll talk about the herbicides next next week because um, we're dedicating a whole show to it. But, but you really um, want to avoid um, high fructose corn syrup. All right. So we talked about getting rid of artificial sweeteners. We also are talking about now the second point, avoiding high fructose anything. So um, I want to also just um, real quick discuss diabetes reversal because that's something that we focus on in the practice. And a lot of patients come to us and this is a new concept when they hear about reversing type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. And um, most most people are used to controlling diabetes at best, maybe managing diabetes. But on in our practice, we actually focus on reversing type 2 diabetes. So that means reducing the ability to reduce and eliminate medications over time because we're getting the body healthier. We're seeing that the body is functioning better. We're actually addressing the root causes of the problem and the, the patient is healthier. So they actually have um, you know, better energy. They're losing weight. So um, we're focusing on reversing type 2 diabetes this month because it is National Diabetes Awareness Month. We're going through our book, Defeat Diabetes, but I want to urge anyone that is a type 2 diabetic, really the first step that you can take to reversing type 2 diabetes is coming to our seminar. We have a seminar coming up this Saturday. It is in Bowie, um, and we're going to be sharing some very valuable information with you, and this can be your first step to reversing type 2 diabetes. So check out Diabetes Reversal seminar.com and you can register there and we'll be right back after this break health live just want to thank our sponsors cyrex laboratories and professional co-op i'm dr tom and here along with my wife dr steph and um before we jump back into this uh, i want to just mention that if, um, if you guys go to our website, it's mylivinghealth.com, you're going to see an opportunity to uh, opt in for our newsletter and receive our newsletter. Every week, we're giving you health tips. And, and one of the things that we're going to be sending out shortly and posting on our blog is um, a whole Thanksgiving menu. So this is a healthy Thanksgiving menu that goes through and helps you plan and prepare. So um, go to mylivinghealth.com and um, check out the blog. Also, you can check out um, 
um, you can check out the, the newsletter there. So we talked about, we're going through our book, Defeat Diabetes, and we're going through some of the topics and some of the strategies that we, that we map out to help you with blood sugar. Um, you know, diabetes is an epidemic in our society. Uh, it's estimated that half the population right now is either pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic. It's something that, so this is something we all have to be concerned and focused on is actually keeping our blood sugar regulated. So we're going through our book. We talked about artificial sweeteners. We talked about how we got to get rid of artificial sweeteners. And um, we also talked about avoiding high fructose corn syrup and anything high fructose. So now we're going to move on to um, strategy 18. And strategy 18 is no trans fats or hydrogenated fats. So what in the heck is a trans fat, Dr. Steph? <laughs> so um, it is a it is a saturated fat. And uh, unfortunately, um, we started tinkering with making our own saturated fats when we were um, uh, incorrectly informed uh, a few decades ago, probably 50, 60 years ago now, that that saturated fat was bad. Animal fats were really bad for you. And so um, butter, things like that. And so manufacturers got on um, uh, into the labs and decided to figure out how to, how to harden or solidify vegetable oils. One of the reasons why they do that is because it naturally preserves it and extends the shelf life of products. And so what they do is they take a vegetable oil and they add hydro- hydrogens to it. Um, and so it makes it into a man-made saturated fat. So um, an unsaturated fat doesn't have all the hydrogens and it's a very fluid molecule. And so it's oily. When you think of unsaturated fats, you think of oil at room temperature, like olive oil, flax oil, corn oil, things like that. And then uh, if you saturate it, that means that you've rammed it full of hydrogens. So it becomes very stiff. It's not a movable molecule. And so you start thinking about the solids at room temperature. So a man-made saturated fat would be like margarine or shortening. Right, where they take cotton, cottonseed oil or corn oil or some type of vegetable oil, and they basically um, make it from its fluid oil form, they make it into a solid, uh, solid fat. The problem with these man-made hydrogenated um, fats or trans fatty acids is they're similar to the saturated fats that occur naturally, but they're different, and they're just different enough. Um, that your body doesn't use them well, but they're similar enough that your body uptakes them into uh, where they would be needing fats. And the biggest area that we need fats is the brain. So you don't want a lot of hardening fats in the brain, right? Because these are solid, more solid fats. And then also in our cell membranes, half of our cell membrane is made of fat. It's a lipid membrane. And a certain component of it should be saturated and it should be cholesterol so that there's some solidity and form and structure to the membrane. But if you replace those um, uh, solid fats, those saturated fats, with man-made trans fatty acids, they'll, they'll go in, but they're slightly different. And so they mess up the protective ability of the cell membrane. And what it does is it leaves us more prone to cancers because it weakens the cell membrane and allows the uptake of bad stuff into the cell that triggers the, the cancer genes um, in people. And so that that's one of the mechanisms to starting cancer, basically. But it causes inflammation and it causes cell dysfunction. And all of that contributes to also elevated sugars 
um, and which obviously can contribute to diabetes. So when a person is looking at a label, what exactly would it say on the label so that they would know it's it's um, hydrogenated? Will it say hydrogenated fats? Yeah, actually, um, it will say hydrogenated or it will say partially hydrogenated. And um, if it doesn't, if it just has some oils listed, it should actually, I think legally they have to, um, then you want to look at the actual um, ingredient part, the part of the label that breaks down the grams and the, the uh, components. So, you know, when you look at a label, you see total carbs, total fats, total proteins. If the little, quick little math trick is if you look at the total amount of fat, let's say something has 10 grams of fat, and they have to list out um, the amount of uh of other fats. So they have to list out for sure saturated fats and many will list out mono or polyunsaturated fats. If they have the breakdown and let's say there's two grams of saturated fat, one gram of, of unsaturated fat, they haven't accounted for another seven grams of fat. And if partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated oil of any kind is in the ingredient list and the math doesn't match, you can just bet that the rest of those fats are hydrogenated. And they do not always have to legally put that on the label like saturated. The other thing is um, food products can have um, up to half a gram of trans fatty acids in one serving and still be able to put zero trans fatty acids on the label. And now what they do is they make the serving sizes smaller so that they can say zero trans fatty acids, even though they know someone's going to eat a whole bag of something, whether it's cookies or some kind of, you know, whatever. And um, so you, you could end up with two grams of saturated uh, trans fatty acids, even though the label said zero. So, you know, if you're going to get into stuff that has long shelf life, that that um, is a generally baked good type thing. So, uh, you know, cookies, crackers, chips, whatevers. Um, look for those. You almost just assume there's going to be some trans fatty acids. You could be pretty safe to avoid those altogether if you're trying to, um, you know, eliminate those to help reverse diabetes. But as a general rule, when you're food shopping, we just tell people kind of avoid the center aisles <laughs> as much as possible right. and stick to the perimeter of the grocery store um, and bake your own stuff uh, with healthy saturated fat. So, you know, butter from grass fed cows that's unpasteurized is actually really good for you. It turns out there's some cancer preventing and fighting fats that are in butter. There's good butter. There's good fats in the butter that help with brain function. Another healthy saturated fat um, is coconut oil. So you've got options there, but you really want to cut out these trans fatty acids as much as possible, and they still show up in our food. So that leads us into the next strategy. So uh, we're going to talk about, in the book, it's strategy 19, and that's eat good fats. So let's talk about, um, so we got to get rid of the trans fats, yeah. and we're going to replace them with good fats. So Let's talk about, um, you talked a little bit about saturated versus unsaturated. Um, let's talk about good fats. Yeah, for good health and for reversing diabetes, we are big proponents of eating high-fat diets. Low carbohydrate, which means low sugar, um, and replacing those carbohydrates with good healthy fats. And part of the reason is the way fats, healthy fats get broken down is they actually get broken down into a form of fuel that keeps the blood sugar very, very stable, keeps your brain very, very well fed. Remember, your brain is roughly 60 to 70% fat as far as the solid matter. Um, keeps the brain fueled, keeps you from having cravings. Um, it's a, it's, it, you know, keeps your cell membranes healthy, keeps your hormones 
uh, active and in good amounts. And so the, the fats are super important. Um, so when we say cut out the trans fat, we don't mean cut out all fat. We want you to eat lots of good quality fats. So the good quality fats, some good quality saturated fats, which taste good, you can bake with and cook with and have all the same effects of, you know, light and flaky pastries if you're eating pastries. But um, um, grass-fed butter, like we just talked about, um, that's a good healthy fat. Coconut oil is a good healthy fat. Red palm fruit oil is really good for you. You can find it at most health food stores. It's got high temperature, high smoke temperature uh, ability. So that means you can cook it with, you know, with it at high temperatures. Um, and it's really good for you. Um, you can cook with lard. Lard is an animal fat. One of the worst things we did was switch from animal fats off the farm to these Crisco vegetable oil type things. Caused a lot of heart disease and diabetes um, and cancer rates to go up. And so, um, but you want to get lard from healthy grass-fed free-range animals and you can find them now even like at regular grocery stores like Wegmans and Safeway. Um, good um, unsaturated oils t to consume would be olive oil, fish oil, flax oil. I don't recommend cooking with those. Those are ones that you want to use for dressings and sauces and um, you know to pour on things later. But those are those are super good healthy oils. And you're going to find good healthy fats in various nuts and seeds like macadamia. So macadamia nut oil is a good one. That's another high temperature oil to cook with. It's got a great flavor. Um, avocado seed oil. Those are you got a ton of oils. Like we do not need to be eating trans fatty acids. Absolutely not. All right, great. So we went through um, four topics in our book. We talked about getting rid of artificial sweeteners, avoiding high fructose corn syrup or high fructose anything. And then we just talked about no trans fats and then how to replace them with good fats. So these are um, four strategies out of our book, Defeat Diabetes. But this is only four out of 33. We actually put 33 effective strategies in this book that you can pick up on Amazon. You can also go to our website. Uh, our website, <clears throat> excuse me. So our website is livinghealthmarket.com. So you can check us out there. Um, but in our office, we help patients reverse type 2 diabetes. Reversing type 2 diabetes means reversing um, in, you know, reducing and eliminating medications, uh, getting off of these drugs, getting their, getting your body healthier and functioning better, and getting control over your health. So the first step to doing this is our seminar. We do have a seminar coming up this Saturday, and it's in Bowie. It's at noon. And so we're actually going to be giving out copies of Defeat Diabetes this Saturday. So um, call us, 888-514-4771. Visit our website, um, diabetesreversalseminar.com, and you can register there. And we'll see you guys next week.